You're listening to the AfterBuzz TV Network. Now the largest new media platform on the web and your number one source for after-show entertainment. Very good, The AfterBuzz Studios in Los Angeles, California, and streaming live on Ustream, this is AfterBuzz TV for The Secret Circle. We'll break down tonight's episode and get you all the latest Secret Circle news and gossip. If you'd like to buzz in on tonight's show, you can buzz us at 424-256-1729. That's 424-256-1729. And now, picking up where the show leaves off, and the buzz continues, it's After Buzz TV for the Secret Circle! Hello, hello, hello! Hello! Welcome to your third and final installment of Supernatural Thursdays here at After Buzz <laughs> TV. I am your host tonight, David Skifalitti. I'm joined with my lovely friend, Billy Nellis. Hello. With DJ Jesse Janity in the booth, and we are doing... <laughs> the Secret Circle, Episode 7, entitled Mask. Yes. Really, really fun episode. I'm loving The Nightmare Before Christmas. Is that what we're listening to? Yes. It's kind of odd. I'm not going to lie, Jesse. A little strange. This was the Halloween episode. I know. Everybody make a scream. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. <laughs> thank you. Hater. Thank you, thank you, thank you, though. I, I no. greatly appreciate no, you it. Didn't, because you wouldn't have made that comment. <laughs> On with your business. <laughs> All right. On with our business, though. On with it. On with it. Okay. What did you think of this, tonight's episode? <laughs> it was good. It was... It, I mean, every week it just... They somehow maintain that tension the entire episode and i'm continually impressed with i guess the pacing and um the sort of the drama of each episode i'm very impressed Mm -hmm. that they've been able to maintain that for me it's been that each week hasn't been centered around just magic right i think that as this season and the series progresses, it's going to be interesting to see how much magic is actually going to be involved. Because it's been a couple season, a couple episodes, excuse me, since we've seen anyone really do any real magic. Right. And tonight we got a, a small taste of, of some magical beings. But for the most part, it wasn't about that at all. Right. It seems like... Yeah, for the past couple of weeks, it's just been like maybe once or twice some little thing that somebody does. But mm-hmm. yeah, definitely nothing major, nothing like binding circles or anything like that. Like exactly. it was in, in the first couple of weeks of the, the season. Yeah, which I think is great that they've been able to find a way to still keep our attention without focusing it completely on just the right magic. that it's able to exist in a more fuller world. Exactly. Yeah. But tonight's episode. Speaking of a full world, <laughs> Grandma has decided that she hasn't heard from Henry in a couple weeks, and right. she's going to go visit him and see what's going on. I mean, as we know as, as audience members, Henry's dead. Yes. Last we saw him, he was getting he got killed by Charles and then thrown into a lake. Mm-hmm. And 
We later find out Grandma stumbles upon him in his house. His cabin. Well, Dawn did say that she was going to bring him to his cabin. She said that last week, right? Yeah. She said that, well, because it was Dawn who killed him. Dawn killed him with the stone. Yes, Dawn killed him with the stone, gave him a heart attack. And she said that she was going to go dispose of him at his cabin. Oh, I thought they threw him in the lake. Yeah. Oh, I'm incorrect. Yeah, they didn't throw him in the lake. Oh, thanks for keeping all the facts. Thanks, fat checker. <laughs> fat welcome. checker. Yeah, no, she, she, uh, the episode that she killed him, she said she was going to take him to his cabin. All right, well, I'm so, mistaken. He's in the cabin. He's been in the cabin decomposing. Yeah, sort of rotting. <laughs> I mean, he seemed in a pretty all right state. I know, for I having been there for a couple weeks, he was pretty mummified, to say the least. Yeah. Right? He hadn't decomposed. Nothing had, no. there were no bugs around. It didn't smell. Which I think is interesting. And and maybe a clue to something. Perhaps a clue to the way he died. Right. Or to maybe if he isn't fully dead or something of this sort. Mm, interesting. Well, Grandma did run in and she grabbed, she immediately knew where his crystal was. Right. Grabbed it and decided to try and revive him the same way that Dawn had revived that other character. The, the girl. The, the- Normal girl. The normal girl. <laughs> Cassie's friend. Cassie's only president. normal friend. The class president in the previous episode, I think episode two. Yeah. And she gets clubbed on the back of the head. But it seemed like it wasn't working before it, that. It did seem like it wasn't working. I agree with you. Right. It seemed like her, her efforts were futile. Nothing yeah. was happening. And then she gets hit on the head and the stone's taken. Right. By whom we don't know. By whom we don't know. But we <laughs> will get to that in predictions because I have... Yeah. A prediction as to who the mysterious man is. Or is a it, woman. Or a woman. Although it's definitely with a man. A heavy it has to be step. A, <laughs> a woman with a very heavy step. <laughs> to say the least. Um, but moving on from Graham and Henry, because that was such a short bit of the storyline this week. It was just the beginning and the end, basically. Almost more a plot device to let what happened in the rest of the episode happen. Exactly. I I mean, because Grandma's going out of town. Faye somehow convinces Cassie to have a Halloween party, which Cassie insists is just a get-together, which we know in TV land and (laughs) movie land is never just a get-together. It's always a full-blown party. And this party looked awesome. I Um, wanted to go to this party. Die for this party. <laughs> I want to throw a Halloween party that can look that great. Who has the time to the decorate money. the way that they decorated? And the money, yeah. let alone, let's not put that aside. But they did <laughs> say that they got a whole bunch of stuff from the drama department True. at their school. Although my drama department did not have just like random zombies. Zombie, <laughs> zombie like what production like, required uh, zombies? I'm trying <laughs> Night to Night of the Living out. Dead. <laughs> like what show did Chance Harbor Hi, hi, put on that required zombies. I don't remember that in my <laughs> theater department. The repertoire uh, in your theater department? Yeah. We didn't have any place requiring Our town? <laughs> <laughs> no. It's a cool take. Yeah, right? I'm sure Thornton Wilder would have loved that. Sure. Uh, but meanwhile, meanwhile, in Chance Harbor, Faye did convince Cassie to have a party, and they are out shopping for Halloween costumes. And they happen upon Wilson's antique shop. Yep. And they go in to look for I don't know what. Yeah. I, I don't understand why they would go into. <laughs> well, it was so weird. Is it was like shop. it was an antiquity shop, but then there was like just random decorative stuff. 
Right. There as, was as well. Like she bought like that weird like corn husky looking thing. I think it was like a skeleton. <laughs> I don't know what thingy. it was. Nothing that would be in an antique shop. It no, was really... I mean, I'm sure it's it's around Halloween, and it's a way to get people to come in and an easy way to make money. I guess. There was, I mean, there's some weird stuff, like that that weird thing that closed its eyes when something walked by it. Oh, right, he, that was freaky. The, I totally thought that that was going to come back into play at some point. I did point. too, but like, it I was didn't. like, oh, this, the shop is haunted, and that thing is... <laughs> we're going to see it He's again. killing people. Like, I wanted that. I feel like if it was, like, Buffy, that would have been... that. That would have happened on Buffy, yeah. for sure. But yeah. definitely not in Secret Circle. Faye tries on, like, a weird, like, tribal Where did she necklace. Put that on? She just took off her top and put on the necklace that covers her boobies and an Indian headdress. Only Faye. Only Faye. In the dressing room that the antiquity <laughs> shop has. <laughs> she put on the necklace. She put on a necklace. As a brassiere. A really long necklace. Really sexy. She says, I'm a sexy witch doctor. Ridiculous. Because we all know... As stated by Mean Girls, Halloween is a time for girls to dress up as slutty versions of themselves. Right. Which Faye clearly states to Cassie that it is a great way to show off your assets, uh-huh. to say the least. So they set up this party. Right. And while they're setting up, Cassie finds a bit of the knife that the girl who tried to kill her from last week had broken off her knife and was under the table. Right. Which leads us into our next major plot story. Yes. Which is Jake. We found out last week he is a witch hunter, and she finds this piece of the knife and shows it to him and is like, this is a piece of the knife from the girl. I think she was here for more than what you think she was here for. I don't think she was like a power hoarder. Right. She, there's definitely something else going on. Do you know anything? And he was like, no, I don't know anything. But we see him be shady. Right. Again, and do some sort of spell on her car. car. And it seems like to me that Jake's powers somehow are a lot stronger than these other witches. I don't know whether he... is a part of a circle or not. Or if for some reason, because he's older and he's been doing magic longer, his powers are stronger. I think that could be part of it. But I also think we, I mean, we do see at a point in the episode where Jake explains that if you don't kill a witch properly, their power doesn't go away and it's just transferred. And so Nick wasn't killed in a way that would have dis- diminished his power. True. So I wonder if Jake Bean and Chance Harbor is more powerful because Nick's power went to him and is also linking him to the circle. So when he's around the other witches, his power also it's becomes magnified. stronger. That would make sense. And Cassie is present. Now Cassie isn't working on this spell with him, but if he's just somehow working off of that, I feel like that could be an explanation. It makes sense. For that. Just working off her energy and is able to just mind control yeah, to do his powers stuff. without actually doing a spell. Right. Makes absolute sense. Yeah. So he somehow stops her car from starting. Right. And he makes it to Wilson's antiquity shop before she does and threatens Mr. Wilson with what he called a... Witch Cruet. Cruet. Yeah. That's right. I was. I heard. I just read the Gattacos, and I was like, "Yeah, that's not the right thing." <laughs> um, a witch cruet, which is 
a glass jar right where you put i wrote every i have it written down down mandrake root yes an article of the witch that has um, absorbed some absorbed of some of their energy their blood their blood and then you light it on and fire. then you light it on fire and it kills them yep and kills their power and kills their power the correct way so he sets this this crew it up and threatens Mr. Wilson by saying, if Cassie Blake comes here and asks you about this item, I will kill you. Well, if you tell her. If you she, tell he her. He had to play dumb. Right. Yeah. Keep your mouth shut about it, and you'll be fine. And it's important to note that the piece that she brings only, only has, has two, two symbols. symbols. While she's there, she does take a picture of another knife that Mr. Wilson stupidly for some reason, has all these witch artifacts on in his shop on display. So she takes a picture of it. While brings... pretending he's never seen it before. Exactly. <laughs> like, you think you'd take it off the shelf. Which is interesting because she does... That he didn't, too. She does go to Graham and ask her in the beginning of the episode, I went to Mr. Wilson's, something happened when I touched him, the mirror shattered, is he one of us? And she said, yes. Yeah. The Wilson family has been in Chance Harbor for a very long time. They are witches. I don't know if he has power anymore because a lot of people 16 years ago stopped practicing. They're very quiet about it. Either that or they moved out of town. Right. And it seemed to me that in that conversation she alluded to almost... I got a, the sense that almost this entire town was witches. Right. I did too. At one really, point. There was... To be not a witch was the minority in Chance Harbor, I felt like. At one point, I do believe that was the the case yeah. in Chance Harbor, which we do find out later with the witch hunters that there is a legacy of those as well in Chance Harbor. Right. But she goes to him. She takes a picture of one of the knives that he has in the store. Right. And takes it back to Adam, and they search on the internet all the symbols, and they find out that the third symbol is a witch hunter symbol. Right. It was linked to... Um, medieval times. Yeah. And it, medieval times. Thou shalt not suffer a witch to live. Correct. Those were the Gedekas. Yeah. Which meant hunters. Yeah. And she talks to Jake about it again. Right. I don't remember how it came up, though. She, it, she just seemed to go, she just sort of went to his, um, yeah, it was very weird. She just sort of went to his house. Like, it, it, she just went there um, and explained that he didn't know anything about it. And, and then he lets drop that. It, oh, she was coming home. And yeah. he was coming home as well. And that's exactly <laughs> what happened. She was coming home. He was coming home. We paid real good attention. We, paid, we did pay good attention. <laughs> it's late, everybody, here at After Buzz TV. We've been here a while. We've been here a while. <laughs> it's been a long day, so just bear with us. But we'll anyway. get through it, I promise. But this is where Jake makes the, the, the biggest fatal mistake. mistake. Right. Of hubris. And he lets on that he knows more than he's letting on. Exactly. When he says that those three symbols mean nothing. Or he says something about three symbols. He says, why are you so concerned about the three symbols? Right. And Cassie immediately realizes, how would he know about that if he only saw what I gave him, which only had two? Exactly. So he he screwed up. He did screw up. And so Cassie is sort of 
on the fence about him at this point. I don't know whether where she was with trusting him at this point. I do think that she thought that she had found a confidant in him. And now she, and now she realizes that she clearly cannot <laughs> trust Jake. Yeah. Which everyone else told her. Right. Not to trust him. And there is a lot that he's hiding from them. He is working with the witch hunters. We find out later that Luke, a boy that took her to a dance in earlier on in the season, whom she invited earlier in this episode to her party, is also working with the witch hunters. Right. That was, a, for me, the Huge biggest Huge shock. shock. <laughs> I didn't expect that at all. Huge shock. We found out Luke, later on in the episode, is part of a legacy of witch hunters in Chance Harbor. Right. And has been spying on them the entire time. Jake has prepared the witch cruets for the witch hunters so that all they have to do is get the witches there, get their personal items and the blood, and set them on fire, and they're all dead right? the correct way. Now, what were you going to say? Well, what I just <laughs> thought was interesting was that the witch hunters were using a method that necessitated the aid of a witch. Right. Because the crew would not work without Jake's spell to sort of uh, make it work. It, right. It, was, it wouldn't do anything without the spell that he cast over it. But I do think, I, I'm with you, that I think it's strange that the witch hunters are working with a witch. And the, this leader of the witch hunters is always saying, I don't think we should have ever included you. You're too close to the situation. I don't like working with the witch, blah, 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 blah. But Jake explains to him that if you don't kill a witch properly, the power, the power doesn't go away. It moves on to the next one and makes right. them stronger. So what he says is, either I can do this for you or you can go back to burning witches at the stake. Yeah. Which, in essence, would not kill them the correct way and let their powers move on to the next witch. Right. So they found a way to sort of stop the lineage from continuing on, I think. And this is just a a more effective and easier way to get rid of people as opposed to burning them at the stake. Right. I think it's so interesting too that, that obviously the cruet was something devised by a witch. Right. Well, yeah, it must have been to rid of a witch that they would allow that to be to exist right so i wonder if that alludes to a and i think we did see more of that this week um in the mentions of cassie's lineage and the powers that she may not realize she has Mm -hmm. that there was allusions to maybe there's factions of people within the witchcraft realm and maybe this crew it existed as a sort of weapon between the two Ah, um, clever little witch. <laughs> which I would like to see. Because I do feel like, as as exciting as this show has been so far, um, and as great every week is, I have kind of felt that as it's sort of developing itself, there hasn't been a central mythology really introduced yet. Mm. I feel like each week it's just sort of been like a villain of the week and they try and like solve their thing. And in the past two weeks with the introduction of Jake and the Witch Hunters, I think we're finally seeing... Um, a more continual villain mm-hmm. um, that that shows like this tend to have, as in Vampire Diaries and things like that, where you have one thing that they're working on the entire time. Um, Buffy always had that, right? As well. And and I think that's important to to genre shows 
like these because if it just is case the week it almost in the beginning felt a little more procedural like they would solve it by the end of the week and it'd be over right um you need a central right through line story arc for the season and i'm glad to see that they're finally developing it because yeah. i felt like for the first couple of weeks that there wasn't anything there yet i am really loving this whole witch hunter storyline mm-hmm. that they've given jake and that they've thrown at the children you had some interesting predictions, which we will get to, about the witch hunters, which I think are fantastic and would be totally insane if they actually came true. But you seem to have been right on Vampire Diaries, <laughs> um, which makes me so angry. Um, <laughs> but enough about that. But I, I think it is it is fantastic, the, the whole witch hunter storyline. Yeah, I'm into it. I'm really into it as well. Uh, But moving on from the witch hunters, the biggest storyline, I think, of this entire episode was Cassie and Mr. Wilson. Yeah. Although Mr. Wilson's character was very minor in it, I think he played a very integral part of the story. Mm -hmm. Cassie goes to him about the... Witch Hunter's knife. She senses there's something different about him. And you can tell from the first time that he meets her and he sees her last name that there is something different about Cassie. Right. Something that we don't know yet. Something that we don't know yet. But Mr. Wilson is alluding to. Right. And I think that you also, when Cassie went back to Graham and explained that she met him, there was an initial sort of shock and fear when she was like, what did he tell you? Did he right. did he reveal himself to you? Where, as we got further in the episode, we kind of understood why Graham was, didn't want, because he knew something. That he we, does know something right. that we don't know. Right. And he definitely knows what happened 16 years and ago. Graham obviously knows it too and doesn't want Cassie. <laughs> well, know. no one seems to want the children to know what happened. I think that perhaps... As we as that storyline develops, we're going to find out that there are different factions within Chance Harbor of good magic and bad magic, or light and dark magic, which is probably a better way to describe it all. Yeah. And that perhaps within the circles of the parents, there were light and dark persons. Right which would be extremely interesting. But Cassie is sort of fighting for everyone's life this week, Mm -hmm. and she sort of becomes the hero. At her party, we see that Melissa goes first with the Witch Hunters, followed by Diana, and then sort of skipped over... Faye and Adam disappearing yeah. and then Cassie being the last one to be taken by the witch hunters mm-hmm. and they go to where the witch hunters lair yeah somewhere I mean, on the docks on the docks sort of where they've been sort pulled of up yeah yeah um and they've got them all tied up and got the cruets ready and but they're trapped in that and they're trapped circle. in a circle of salt. So their power can't. So work. their powers can't work. And while this is all happening, before it all happens, actually, Mr. Wilson goes to Ethan and talks to him about 
Cassie and says that there's she needs to know about John Blackwell. She needs yeah. to know what happened. She needs to know who her father she was needs and what he was attempting to do that night. Yeah. Which is very interesting. And he did say that I wasn't part of your circle. But that didn't mean I didn't have But that doesn't that what didn't was mean I didn't always have your trust. Yeah. Which I thought was very interesting. And then subsequently Jake kills him. Well, it almost seemed like Mr. Wilson sacrificed himself this week. Um, I think so too. For Cassie to learn the truth. Yeah. Um, I think he knew that by making that phone call that he was probably going to die. Um, but he, I think he did it anyway because... I think he took a chance because I think when he was talking to Jake, he was saying, I didn't reveal to her about you. Yeah. I just want her to know about her father and what she's capable of and what's inside right. of her. Because he reveals that she has dark magic in her like her mm. father did. Exactly. Um which I think is interesting. But I, I do, I think that he, yes, he did take a chance. And, but I think that the odds were not in his favor on that chance, no matter no. what. And he, and, <laughs> Definitely not. And he went for it anyway. Well, yeah, he, he had to right. take a leap of faith that either Jake was going to let him live or Jake was going to kill him. But, but at least Cassie would know. Yeah, so he leaves something for her. She doesn't find it until later, but Jake runs to the ritual house where we see Luke performing this whole ritualistic burning of the witches per se because you have to burn the cruet. Am I saying that correctly? Yeah, that's how they pronounce it. Oh, okay. Cruet. I'm just making sure yeah. it sounds funny when I say it. it. Is, it's a weird it's word. Like not a real word. That and Gattaca, they both sound weird. <laughs> Gattaca. Gattaca. Sounds like that movie, Gattaca. Yeah, that's what I thought it was With at Ethan first. Because Gattaca meant, like, it means DNA. Uh-huh. It stood for the different G-A-T-C, which is what make a, makes up your blood, and the witch hunters are blood letters, so I thought it was Gattaca at first. But oh, that would have made sense. They pronounced it Gattaca, so. Anyway. <laughs> He's performing this whole ritual right. <laughs> of burning the Gattacas. Gattacas. I can't stop no. saying He's it. He's burning the Cruets. <laughs> no, Whatever. <laughs> he's burning he the crew. He is a get a cut, he and he's burning a, the crew. Thank you. And we see Jake coming up and telling the head of the witch hunters that they can't perform this ritual. That Cassie is too strong, and it won't, she it has won't kill her. Dark magic, and it will not kill her or her power. Yeah. So they have to stop it. Yeah. And we see her very animalistically screaming while. Luke is about to kill Diana and the cruet explodes. And then we see her, we see him light another match. And and, he's got hers. And he's got hers. And she freaks out and he catches fire. Right. And burns to death. Yeah. And the kids get free. Yeah. (laughs) I couldn't even write anything while that was happening. Like, I literally have no notes for that period, for that scene. Because I couldn't stop looking. <laughs> My mouth just like, like just now again, reliving it, dropped. I was just so blown away that because she was able to tap into something that she didn't know was inside of her. Yeah. And was able to defend herself in such a powerful manner. Right. Because we haven't seen anybody perform magic of this sort 
on their own Mm-mm. to this point without either a crystal or the help of somebody else. And she was just able to let it out. Right. And I think it was the first time that their magic has been used to kill somebody. None of them have mm-hmm. killed anybody yet. No. That's true. Yeah. It didn't seem to affect them. <laughs> well, he was going to kill them, so... It's true. It was that them or them thus. But him or us. Yeah. Better him than me. <laughs> That's them all I'm saying. Thus. Better him than me. <laughs> yeah. But Jake, ever the sly fox... <laughs> Jesse loved that he's freaking out in the booth by himself. He's laughing at me. <laughs> anyway, ever the sly fox... With his million-dollar smile and his movie star good looks, finds a way to, to quote unquote trick the circle. Although I does didn't seem like any of them believed him. Yeah, you know, he cuts himself and pretends that he was brought there, right? Fought them off exactly. And I mean, give me a break. Right? How did he wake up when none of the rest of them did? Right, and why didn't they tie him up first before yeah. cutting him? I mean, his story is has holes in it, and he probably should have just left. Yeah. Which would have been smarter. Probably. But he's kind of stupid. Yeah. But that's okay. We forgive him. Well, yeah, I, I, I do. I don't know what's going on in his head and what why he thought that would work, and... And the whole scene prior to that when Cassie was in his room finding the knives and he tried to pin it on Nick. On Nick and, and Which we- could still technically be true. I mean, it's very possible that within their bloodline as well, they have witch hunters. I don't think that they do. I think that Jake Jake said his mission to to get rid of the witch the witches was because witchcraft took his family from him. Right. So I don't think that that, that family has I think he's broken away and has become a witch hunter. I don't. On I don't, his own. I don't think that that family had it in them. Oh, interesting. I think that. I mean, that's the impression that I got. But I but why was that stuff in Nick's room? Because that's where I, I think that's where at. Or Jake. Jake is staying in Nick's or he's room. hiding it there so that he could have then blamed it. Just in case. Other. I mean, it yeah. would be a very good cover story, although. But it is that it does make sense that Jake would be sitting there because it is this unseen aunt's house. So there's probably only one room for somebody to stay in. And now that Nick died, that's probably where Jake would stay when he came into town. We had seen it's the only room in the house we've seen. Yeah, just like at Cassie's house. Cassie's house. We've only seen the kitchen, the living room, and the bedroom, and Her Cassie's bedroom. bedroom. No, Wait, one we've never seen bedroom. this aunt. This aunt just she exists somewhere. Somewhere we've never met her. Yeah, she does exist. I'm curious. If- to see if she's a witch as well. Right. Because she is part of the family. But... but So they get away. They do get away. Cassie gets the envelope from Mr. Wilson, which is a, some sort of map, it looked like. Some sort of, like, scrolls. They were, like, scrolls on animal hide. Yeah. Like, leather. Something very old. But then it had... J.B., on it and the were, witch hunter symbol right and I, I felt like we were led to believe that those were her father's initials right that's what? what i was thinking as well that this john blackwell was her father but it's very possible that he's not okay but we will get there i think and i think right before we head to commercial break we do have to talk about adam and diana briefly yeah 
they did have a, a small little storyline about how Adam still is in love with her and wants to be with her still. And Cassie's like, if you want her, you need to fight for her. But Diana's not having it. She's right. like, I'm not ready for it, even if tonight was a life and death situation and I did look to you for support. I'm not there yet. Right. She sort of says that she needs it to be perfect or she can't have it at all. Exactly. Which isn't very fair, I don't think. It's not fair, but I do understand where she's coming from. It's hard to have somebody that you love sort of have a wandering eye. Right. It was just so sad that when drawn to someone else and he doesn't know why. Right. But it just, it was so sad that in the face of him sort of really revealing himself. And I mean, when he said, you're my home, like I don't have anybody else, but you, my dad, I don't, he pulls away. I don't have him like you're all that I have. And she just still shut him down. It did feel a little cold. It did a, a little. Yeah. She's hurting and she's allowed to feel what she's feeling. True. Right. I guess. Any other thoughts on tonight's episode before we head out? I mean, I think we've covered everything that I really w- was drawn to this week. I'm interested to see um, that other hunter who didn't die, the one who had the pig mask. Mm-hmm. I felt like he... He came from Salem, which I thought was interesting. Yeah, and his his face was revealed um, in his introduction in a way that made me believe he's going to be of some importance down the line. Mm-hmm. So I thought that was interesting, the way that they introduced him and he made that turn after he took the mask off. Those, I felt that was important for a reason. Uh-huh. So, that's it. All right. Well, let's head out to a commercial break on that note. All right. The biggest new media platform on the web just got bigger. More bandwidth. Smoother streaming. Lightning. Fast download. Don't get technical with me. AfterBuzz TV is making the jump to hyperspace. Join the fun at your number one source for after-show entertainment. Look at the size of that thing. AfterBuzz TV. Oh. <laughs> Welcome back. That was so loud. Welcome back, everybody. Oh, you, my oh my god, it's the Wizard of Oz. Is this the Wizard of Oz? No, what is this? It's, it's so just cr- a random witch line. She really is creepy. loud. I want her to go away. It's really creepy. But she says, I'll get you my pretty, which is from the Wizard of Oz. Yeah. And on that note, throughout the month of October, uh-huh. we have been giving our viewers... A little nugget of fun. (laughs) Sure. (laughs) Talking about our favorite witch-themed movies. And as this was the Halloween episode for our Secret Circle and our last week in October, I figured that we needed to save the best for last. And thank goodness we did. Mm -hmm. Because it totally correlates with tonight's episode. (laughs) My favorite movie from 1993... Is it your Hocus. favorite of 1993? Of 1993 <laughs> and of ever. I literally, every time, every year October hits, this movie is on in my house on a loop. <laughs> and that is Focus Pocus. Yes. And you are listening to the opening song from the film as sung by Sarah Jessica Parker, who's one of the stars. Was it the as, opening song? It's what she sings when she draws them away. That She sings this in the opening. Oh, she does? Yep. Okay. When she has... Oh, in the very beginning, in the... What's her name? Yeah, you're right. I can't remember her name. His sister. Thora Birch? No, no, no. 
When it's in olden oh, days. Oh, yeah, yeah. Anyway. The cat. So, <laughs> I can't remember. <laughs> not the cat, the cat's sister. Right. I've seen this movie enough times you'd think I'd remember. Anyway, so the movie's from 1993. <laughs> it's starring Bette Midler, Sarah Jessica Parker, Kathy Jimmy, Thora Birch, directed by Kenny Ortega. If you know anything, he is the man who created High School Musical. So if you like that, you'll love this. Um, even if you don't like it, you'll love it. Even if this. you don't like that, you will love this. And it was written by Mick Garris. And it is probably one of the best Halloween-themed right. witch movies. I would say even beyond witches, I think it's just one of everyone's favorite Halloween movies. Right, and because like, it does take place on Halloween. Yeah. And... It's just such a fun movie to watch. It's fun, but it's still a little scary. You have... A, a sliver of scary. Yeah, I mean, there is some... I, I think that that final, like, two-third... The final, like, third act is a little frightening when they're in the house and the witches are trying to, like... It's all windy. That oh, yeah. seems terrifying. That yeah, seems yeah. still <laughs> freaks me out. Um, but it is also very funny at the same time, and it's so much fun because it's so campy and... Bette Midler and Kathina Jimmy and Sarah Jessica Parker are hysterical. And they play off each other so well in this movie. Sarah Jessica Parker playing the epitome of a dumb blonde, but as a witch. Right. Kathina Jimmy just like the stupid, lovable, chubby best friend and Bette Midler as the powerhouse queen diva queen diva (laughs) of the world. Essentially Bette Midler. Essentially Bette Midler. Yeah. (laughs) Love her. Love her work. But such a good movie. If you haven't seen it, which I don't know why you would not have seen this movie, please go out and rent it. Turn on ABC Family this yeah. week. It's on, I'm sure. If, it ha- it, if yes. it's not on ABC Family, I'm sure it's on another station. It, ABC Family is airing it in their 13 days Thank of you. Halloween. Yes. They play it every year because this movie is amazing. Right. And if you have seen it, Watch it again. Your Halloween isn't complete. It's not. <laughs> it's just like Christmas isn't complete without watching the Yule Log for a couple hours. What? Like, <laughs> I'm like just a, kidding. A literal Yule Log? No, they play that on TV on Christmas Day. That log with the fire and they play Christmas music all I, day long. How about a Christmas story? Yes. Or a Christmas story. I've never watched it. I, what channel plays a Yule Log? I've never seen that. I watch a lot of TV. Channel 2 or okay. something like that. In the middle of the night. No, all day long. I <laughs> know. It's all day long. All right, whatever. We'll talk about that you in December. You look up for it, okay, this I will. year. All right. I'm serious. It's out there. Okay. Whatever. All right. Anyway. Hocus Pocus. On that, no- on that note, Hocus Pocus. Love it. Live it. Learn it. DJ Jesse Jake, you take us to news and gossip. All right, so another novel for you. Let me just. So I'm sorry, Chris, take a deep breath in. Chris Zilka on the romance factor in replacing a beloved character. Nick may be dead, but the Secret Circle has found a new member in his older brother, Jake, who is taking over the window across from Cassie's bedroom as well as his brother's place in the coven. Chris Zilka, who was considered for the role of Nick during pilot season, says he didn't have any trouble coming into his show and working alongside already established cast. The cast is the most amazing cast on set and offset. He tells Zap to it. Everyone's so wonderful and has their own personalities that they bring to the group. It's really fascinating. We all kind of have our own circle off screen. 
He says that the biggest challenge is joining the show and joining the show was the idea that he was in a sense replacing a beloved character. The only pressure I felt that I completely put on myself by the way was because Nick is such a vital character to the story and so and so loved by so many fans. I didn't want to let them down. I also wanted to give me the chance and the opportunity. And they have, I think. When Silka joined the cast, he only one episode of the show had aired, so he hadn't seen much of Nick at all. As the weeks went on and he was able to watch Lewis Hunter's performance, his take on Jake changed significantly. The route that we were going to go was just that Jake hated his brother going all the way with the bad boy thing. But there was something that Lewis did with the character that really made it impossible for me to hate Nick. Not only as the character of Jake, but as myself. Jake and Nick are so much alike, but Jake wears his heart on his sleeve whereas Nick was so internalized. Watching the episodes as they aired, I would understand Nick more and understand Jake a bit more through what Lewis did. Kudos to him. As we saw in last week's episode, Jake has this unique experience of being both a witch, who is now bound to a circle, and a witch hunter, out to eliminate the magic that killed his parents. There's some boop going on, Zilka laughs, as an actor (laughs) you try to be loose as possible all the time. Every scene you do, but there's something that stiffens you up when you're lying to everyone, going through every little scene lying. It's a dark character, but it's not so much brooding, it's straight up lying. He's putting a smile behind a frown instead of a frown behind a smile. Jake has already caught Cassie's eye, and as the episodes continue, the spark between these two newcomers will only grow. The question, of course, is whether Jake's affection for her is genuine, or just another part in his plan to take her down. He has this goal and he's doggedly smart and he covers all of his bases all the time. But can this girl get to him? Will this girl get to him in time? There's no answer for it yet. He's trying to figure out what's more important. Someone new or an old feeling that won't go away. Like losing your parents and knowing the secrets of the town and knowing the pain that magic is capable of causing. Interesting. Yeah. That makes sort of makes it seem like Jake knows what happened 16 years ago. Yeah, yeah, maybe. Wow. Oh, I guess we'll have oh. to wait and see what he decides if he chooses Cassie or if he chooses this witch hunting ways. Right. Well, prepare to meet the mother, Secret Circle fans. <laughs> I only did that because he put it in some. I did it. It was like Star that. Wars. <laughs> characters it was like that stephanie kramer who has not appeared on the small screen since her long-running role on hunter ended in 2006 has been cast in a key role according to tv guide she'll appear on at least four episodes as charles mom oh mm-hmm. all right very very interesting i don't know what hunter was neither do i, <laughs> I have no, no idea, idea what hunter she was. is neither do i but that means we're meeting another elder yeah Aside from Henry and Grandma. And Graham. That's exciting. Whoever she is, I'm excited to meet her. I'm excited to meet her, too. So Kate Mead will debut on episode 10 in Clash with Natasha Henstridge's Dawn. No word yet on what brings her to Chance Harvard, but Diana's grandmother is part of the elder generation that stripped Charles and company of their powers. He and Dawn have been working ever since to get them back on course. In other Secret Circle casting news, Gray Damon has also landed a potentially recurring role. Look for that character to also appear in episode 10. Hmm. So it looks like episode 10, which is three weeks from now, 
A lot of new characters are being introduced. Yeah. Which leads us directly into predictions. Yes. And now, your After Buzz TV predictions. <laughs> so we have the introduction of three new characters in three weeks. Yep. All in the same episode. Yep. Do you think that because they're introducing so many new characters right before the mid-season finale, mm-hmm. that another character is going to die? I think that's a possibility. We saw this week that Graham's got knocked over the head and that other crystal got stolen from her. Who do you think it is? When we were watching it, I mean, we talked about that we thought who we thought it was. Right. But who were your initial thoughts? I didn't have an initial thought. You didn't? Because I don't know that I think it is who you said it is. Okay. I, I'm Just to let you know, I think it's Charles. Right. And I, I guess because it, will, it last will make week, sense, but I just don't know why he would be just waiting there unless well, he followed Well, last week, Graham. John and Charles talked about how they need to keep an eye on her. Right. Okay. Because she's on to them. That makes sense. Then. Sort of. And that so they're going to watch her. her. So he would follow her to make sure that nothing is in not in their favor. Right. And also, if she is going to see Henry and he knows that she's going to see that she's that he's dead, she is going to find his crystal because I'm sure she knows where it is. And then they can have access to it. it. Right. Okay. Then I'm on board. <laughs> that makes sense. So I think it's Charles. I forgot about last week. You're right. Yes. That makes sense. Uh, what else did we see... Well, I think next th- week that oh, we see the darker side of Cassie. It right. looks like I mean, definitely. I think that that it, the introduction of our knowledge, and now obviously what Mister Wilson has left for Cassie to introduce sort of the knowledge to her as well that there is this dark magic that's within her that came from her father. I do think next week we're going to see that her her wrestle with that and what that means for her, um, and to what she can do on her own and how much she falls prey to it, I think. Right, because whenever anyone talks about magic, they do always talk about how dark magic is so seductive because it's so much power and you right. have so much control over it. And so we're gonna, it's going to be very interesting to see whether or not Cassie is going to succumb to her darker side. Right. And, and for it to be Cassie the one who doesn't even want the magic. Exactly. For her to be the one who has the most magic in her is interesting, and I would love to see how... When that's revealed to Faye, at least, what sort of reaction that elicits from Faye, <laughs> you probably would wish that that was hers. Exactly. Because she's so power hungry. Um, and it seems like so powerless. Yeah. To me. Yeah. But I do, I do love, I think we're seeing a growing friendship between Cassie and Faye. Mm-hmm. However, begrudgingly on Cassie's part, maybe. But I am kind of enjoying the two of them. And I hope to like see more of that. Um, I do too, sort of. I do yeah. like them together. I like that they're like back and forth and they're a little bitchy with each other, but at the end right. of the day, they are friends. Right, because I, I don't really like the dynamic between Faye and Melissa. I think it's sort of... It's very weak and it's, it's tired and it's we've seen trite, it before. It's kind of exactly. And as, as interesting as I think it is for Cassie and Diana to be friends with what's between them, I like Cassie and Faye because there really isn't anything between them, but just this sort of general animosity that exists solely to exist. There's no right. 
So it's fun. It's more fun tension than like actual dramatic. And I think that every show needs that sort of levity that that provides. Yeah. yeah. Agreed. Yeah. I think that's really it. Yeah. All right. Okay. So then we're going to say goodbye. <laughs> well, yes. What I'm do you want from su- my life? A little surprise. <gasps> what? Tell me. What is this? Pay attention to the screen, boys. Okay. Because, you know, as we always go out. Oh, it's like one of those. What is it? What are those called when like that image continues forever because we're watching ourselves on a screen of watching ourselves on a screen. I don't know. Why is it in black and white? Okay, we're waiting for those of you at home. There's a black sc- black <laughs> and white here. screen. It's completely black. <gasps> for that marvelous introduction. Oh, <laughs> oh I'm so glad you found this. And, and now, now you're oh mine. For those of you listening to the podcast, this is very clearly the best scene ever from Hocus Pocus. Yes. I love. This is Bette Midler. Been 300 years, right down to the day. Now the witch is back, and there's hell to pay. I on you. I've been waiting for this all month long. No, man, I'm serious. You got to end your marching. <laughs> oh, it's so good. So good. All right, everybody. I think we do need to head out, though. We do. From everybody here at the AfterBuzz TV studios, we thank you so much for joining us here on Supernatural Thursdays. I am David Skifalidi, Billy Nellis, Phil Svitek, DJ Jesse Janity, Maria Menounos, and Kevin Undergaro. Peace. Happy Halloween. Happy Halloween. From producers Kevin Undergaro and Phil Svitek, engineer DJ Jesse Janity, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. If you have questions or comments, be sure to buzz us at info at AfterBuzzTV.com. And you can find us on Facebook or follow us on Twitter by searching for AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later.